Just the soul. That's the soul, amigo. It's time. It's time. I think they could give us a new name. I believe we are Evan Jellyfish. <clears throat> hey, we have passed the salt. Pass the salt. We need salt over here. It's time for Pass the Salt. Pass the salt. But we like to share the gospel without any backbone to it, see. The views, opinions, and seemingly outrageous comments expressed in this program are based on the Holy Spirit leading of a man called Coach. I gotta ask you this out there, Christian America. It's time for Pass the Salt with a coach, Dave Daubenmeyer. Well, I wonder if we're still going to have people come and join us because we have been shaking so many bushes here at Coach Dave Live the last the last couple weeks. Bible says if the foundations be destroyed, what can the righteous do? And as I always like to say, it's not what you know that counts, it's what you don't know. And we're, we're finding out everything that's going on in America, everything that's going on with our with our media, with our government, that we are being sold a bunch of lies, friends, a bunch of lies, right? Especially as you look what's going on in the Ukraine and Russia and yada, yada, yada. And uh, uh, one of the themes here at Coach Dave Live is I, I think it's going on in the church too. Now, I'm, I think some of the lying in the church has been intentional. I think some of the lying in the church has just been people didn't know better. Remember, Jesus got mad at the Pharisees and the Sadducees. By the way, those were the political parties. He got mad at the Pharisees and the Sadducees because why? They taught his commandments, the doctrines of men, making the word of God of none effect, right? Tradition. You guys remember what was that? Uh, what was that? Uh, oh, nah, if I was a rich man. What was the name of that one? And they sang the song Fiddler on the Roof. Tradition, right? Tradition. So a lot of us, Myra, I haven't forgotten you. A lot of us are caught up in tradition. And one theme here at Coach Dave Live, I stole it from Rush Limbaugh, one, our relentless pursuit of the truth. If it's not true, I don't want to believe it. Okay. And if it is true, I want to know it. So we're bringing here a perspective. We talked about, we talked about uh, uh, Gary DeMar brought in preterism. Uh, was it last week he was in here with us? We talked about yesterday, amillennialism and premillennialism and all of this end-time eschatology and all the different views and why we have 22,000 different denominations because everybody's got their own view. And they say, well, they're non-essentials. It doesn't matter. There's seven essentials. And we all believe on the essentials, but let's separate over these non-essentials. And the apostle Paul told us, I think it's Paul said, um, foolish and unlearned questions avoid, <laughs> for they do engender strife. Quit, quit majoring on the minors and let's major on the majors. And so that's what I'm trying to do here at Coach Dave Live is try to open your eyes or bring, to, that's not even the right word, bring to you different things that you haven't thought about. And then you let the Holy Spirit guide you into all truth. Work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Dr. Uh, Pastor Charles Jennings is going to join us here, Truth and History. He's always been a favorite of mine ever since I got to know him about, I don't know, God, a long time ago, 10 or 15 years ago. And with the idea that, uh, wow, are you ready, folks? That the Anglo-Saxons, hmm, really? That the Caucasians migra- they migrated into, into the British Isles, into England, and they are maybe the lost tribe. I'm not going to get ahead of the lost tribes of Israel. And think about the fact that it was out of England, out of the British Isles, that the gospel of Jesus Christ went to the world. It went to the world, folks. Not Israel. Israel's not. The Jews aren't taking, they're not taking the gospel to the world. It's been the white Anglo-Saxon Protestant. 
And then they want to shut us up because, boy, that's racist. Well, you can believe, listen, if you want to believe that racism, then go ahead and believe racism. It's not about racism. It's about truth. We have African-Americans. They're allowed to talk about their lineage, right? Mexican-Americans, they're allowed to talk about our, their lineage. Christian-Americans, oh, no, no, no. Oh, yeah, it's racist. That's anti-Semitic. You're not allowed to go there. What? Come on, folks. Come on. Hey, Myra, pray us in, and we're going to get Pastor Charles in. I'm going to turn him loose. Yeah, I'm, listen, while Myra's praying, you better contact somebody right now and say, tune in to Coach. This, folks, this is going to rock you, okay? Go ahead, go, ahead, go ahead and do it. Go ahead, Myra. Come on in, dear. Okay. Morning, Good dear. morning, Saints. How are you all doing? Okay. Uh, we're reading Genesis 3.15, King James Bible, and I will put enmity between three, thee and the woman, and between thy seed and her seed. It shall bruise thy head, and thou shall bruise his heel. Holy Spirit, you're welcome in day coach huddle. We read also in Psalm 111, uh, King James Bible, Rest is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, mm. nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. And Psalm 2 to 3, the kings of the earth set themselves, and the rulers take counsel together against the Lord and his anointing, saying, Let us break their bands asunder and cast away their cords from us. I release the anointing that breaks the joke of evil unto you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, Myra. Pastor amen. Charles, you wouldn't believe the transformation in some of the people in this queue. Myra's right at the top. Un- unbelievable as they dive deep into what's really, really really going on. So folks, pull up real quickly, if you could there for me, Jonathan. It's Jonathan this morning, isn't it, Jonathan? Pull up Truth and History, because this uh, this is Pastor Charles Jennings' website, Truth and History. And if you're not signed up, signed up on his email list, mailing list to get his little, what is it, every three months, Pastor Charles, you send out your, your little magazine? Magazine. Truth and yeah. History. And folks, he's been, I mean, this guy has been on the satellite. He does a TV show. I don't, I don't know, Pastor. I'm sorry that if, I don't watch TV. If you're still doing that. Anyway, friends, this guy ain't some spring chicken who just fell off the turnip truck. He has been doing this for years and yeah. years and years. Introducing something called, uh, we'll get into it, Anglo-Israel. Uh, I'll shut up, Pastor Charles. By the way, Pastor Charles Jennings came all the way from Oklahoma to join us when we went to Mayfield, Kentucky for the, for the tornado. So he showed up and got some scratches on his uh, uh, hands and on his knees as well. So God bless you, Pastor Charles. Come on in, brother. Floor is yours. Okay. Well, thank you very much, Coach, for the invitation to come on your show and to share some things that I feel that are extremely important. I might say just, uh, oh, first of all, uh, before I forget it, Pastor Butch said to tell you hello. <laughs> oh, Pastor Butch. God bless Butch. I was talking to him because he invited me on his show uh, sometime at the end of the month. Yes, but sir. I was raised in a Christian home, and thank God for that. We believed in the, the Bible. We accepted Christ as our Savior. Healer, you know, church was our life. Well, I felt a call to the ministry as a young man. Um, so I go to Bible college, you know, long story short, go to Bible college and 
began to study the scriptures in order to prepare myself for uh, ministry. Well, you meet a lot of things in college. You know, you I was indoctrinated in dispensational futurism. And they pounded into my head that the Jews are God's chosen people. These people of the weary feet, they called them, these people, the Jews, are all 12 tribes. Well, as time went on, you know, um, you begin to think for yourself. You get out from under the canopy of some college professor and you start reading the Bible yourself and seeking the Lord. Well, uh, when I was in high school, it dawned on me that something is wrong in our nation. Something basically is wrong in our nation. Uh, you, you know, all the high debt, the crime, the political corruption, etc. Well, what is the root of all this? You know, why can't a nation live peacefully? Well, not my remarks, I know that I cannot explain everything because we'd be here to, for hours. But Jesus said in one of the parables in Matthew 13, he talked about the wheat and the tares. And this is what he said. He said, the wheat are the children of the kingdom. He said, the children of the kingdom. And then he said, the tares are children of the wicked one. So wheat and tares are people. Mm. And, the, and, the, and the devil has kids. Yeah, they're people. So the big elephant in the room in evangelical Christianity today, the, the big elephant that's in the room that professors, college professors, seminarians, etc., do not want to face is that the, the anthropological part of scripture, in other words, the history of man, who are we? Who are the Jews? Who are the Anglo-Saxon people? Who are we? You know, nobody wants to talk about that, especially in this uh, charged climate in which we now live. But what I have done, I, I want to, first of all, I want to try to define who the Jews are. Because in, if you go to church for any length of time, we are taught, the church world is being taught four basic lies. Number one, that the establishment of the Zionist state in Palestine as being the fulfillment of Bible prophecy. Number two. Let me stop you a second, Charles. Let me stop it. Folks, remember, Zionism means the establishment of the state of Israel. That's what Zionism means. You don't have to be a Jew to be a Zionist. You don't, you don't have, okay, folks, that's what, that's what it means. Zionism is the, the establishment of the Jewish state. Go ahead, Charles. Yes, and it was, you know, it, it goes all the way back to 1896 with Theodor Herzl when they held the Zionist conference in Basel, Switzerland. And they established the fact that we want a homeland. Well, 
you know, the, it's a long story, but they, they got the British involved with Lord Balfour, etc. And they, they drew up this document that the Jews, that they would go back to Palestine and that we, they would not displace the Palestinians. That was the original agreement. They would not displace them. Well, things have changed since then. But the second thing, lie that we've been taught in church, and that is the blessing and cursing of non-Jews, that'd be us, based on our treatment of the Jews according to Genesis 12.3. We hear that all the time from these preachers on the TV. You've got to bless the Jews. If you don't, God will curse you. Well, that's nonsense. If a person wants to be blessed or cursed, it's their relationship of love or hate towards Jesus Christ, not some Jewish person. Lie number three, the return of the Jews to Palestine is the greatest sign of the soon return of Jesus Christ, the rapture saints to heaven. Well, first of all, I don't even believe in a rapture, but they have made this a priority as to the greatest sign that the rapture is going to take place. So well, the clock started running in 1948 when the Balfour uh, uh, statement created the Jewish state of Israel. The clock started running on the rapture. Is that right, Charles? Yes. And guess what? No rapture. You know, but number four, the people known as Jews throughout the earth are God's chosen people and constitute all 12 tribes. Well, that cannot be true. Um, you know, I have put together a book. I'm not just wanting to promote my literature, but if someone would want a copy of this book that I'm using right here, it's entitled In Search of Jewish Identity. And it would do a lot better job if someone would read it than me talking it. But there are six different ways that a person can be Jewish. Number one, going back into the Old Testament, you know, we know that Jacob had 12 sons. And one of the sons was named Judah. Well, the word Jew is a contraction. Oh, hang on a second, Charles. Hang on. Uh, uh, Jonathan, pull up the 12 tribes so people can see it. Go, you can keep talking, Charles. I want it on the screen. 12 tribes of Israel. Go ahead. 12 okay. sons. The the word Jew is a contraction of the word Judah. Scroll so, down. A person that was born of the tribe of Judah himself, Old Testament, of Israelite blood, that is, is. Judah is. and an Israelite wife. So, they yeah, be, Expand that a little bit so people can see it. Okay, Judah and an Israelite wife. Go ahead, Charles. We're putting they it up. would be considered, you know, a true biblical, racial, quote, Jew. But I don't use the word Jew. I don't like to use the word Jew in relationship to a Judahite. A Judahite would be someone of the actual tribe of Judah. But as time went on... Charles, and, let, me, let me stop this, folks. Okay. Tribe, please understand this. These are all 12 sons. These are Jacob's 12 boys. Like I would be the tribe of David 
and my brother Dan would be the tribe of Dan, and my brother Joe would be the tribe of Joe, and my sister would be the tribe of Jane. So these were the sons. These were the 12 tribes. These, this was the physical lineage that these tribes came off of. Would that be sure? fair to say? Reuben had a family. Simeon had a family. Levi had a family. They all had a family. Family tree. That's what we're talking about. Go ahead, Charles. That's right. So if a person today says that they're a Jew, they claim, the preachers claim, and, and you know, preachers can claim anything. Uh, they can get on TV and say anything, and nobody challenges them. And they say, well, okay, this this uh, Mr. Bernstein over here, he's a Jew, and uh, he's, you know, they comprise all 12 tribes of Israel. But like you just said, there's 12 sons. Uh, number two. A mixed blood. In the Old Testament, there were mixed blood Judahites because Judah sinned, the actual son of of, uh, Jacob. He actually sinned by marrying a Canaanite wife. Well, the Canaanites were uh, a cursed family. That'd be like me marrying somebody from Michigan. Don't do that. Go ahead. So he he married this Canaanite woman and had three sons, and two of them died. But the third one lived, and his name was Shelah. And the Shelahites were half half Judahite and half Canaanite. Well, I believe I believe that they are the ones that turned out to be the bad figs of the tribe or of the book of Jeremiah, chapter 24. So let me stop real quick, Pastor Charles, because when people talk about interbreeding today, we think we think skin color, right? That's not that's not what inter, interbreeding was about here, was it? No, because the Canaanites, they were white. The Israelites were white. And he married into bad seed. But that son, Sheila, lived, his family lived, even down to the time of the Babylonian captivity. And Jeremiah talks about good figs and bad figs. Now there is a, we come to that point in scripture where Jeremiah is saying there are some people that are so bad that they, these figs are so bad, they cannot be eaten. And they will be cursed and scattered throughout the whole earth. Now, he's talking about people. Why can't preachers and Bible professors accept the fact that God has chosen some people and rejected others? Now, that's a hard one. Because, you know, this... uh, Again... They said, you are of your father, the devil, <laughs> right? It can't, it can't be any more clear than that. that. That's right. When Jesus came to this earth and he spoke, he said, I'm coming to bring a sword. I'm coming to make a division. And these people, Pharisees, Sadducees, high priests, etc., they were not true Judahites. They were not true Israelites because later on in 120 BC, a Jewish zealot, uh, 
he goes John, named John Hyrcanus. He goes over to Edom. And Edom, those Edomites were the enemies of Christ, the enemies of Israel in the Old Testament. And John Hyrcanus forced the men to become circumcised. He forced that nation to become Jewish or accept Judaism. And this was 120 BC. Herod was of that family. Herod was Jewish by religion and Edomite by blood. Mm. And now you see why he hated the Lord Jesus when he was, you know, just a baby. So, Charles, if I can just stay here a second, because I'm trying to tie in some stuff that we've already talked about here on the show, okay? Okay, sure. So, so we, we talk about a, a pure a bloodline or the fact that, uh, that the purpose of the pure bloodline was to get the Savior through, to get the lineage of Jesus through, right? That's right. That's so right. the attack has always been on that bloodline. And a lot of people, the argument that I've been making for several, for quite a while is there are a lot of people today who call themselves Jew, who are not bloodline Jews. Would you agree That's with that? Right. That's right. Because, you know, Revelation 2, 9 and 3, 9, it's still in the Bible. You know, Jesus said that there are those that claim that they are Jews, but are not, or they claim that they're Judahites, but are not. And he goes on to say they are the synagogue of Satan. Now, what would, you know, if you go up and you you go before the ministerial board to, to uh, you know, apply for your ministerial license, and you speak hard words like that, those are the words of Jesus. But the church world today refuses to accept the fact that Revelation 2.9 and 3.9 mean what it means. There are those that are of the synagogue of Satan. And then he went on to say that their main characteristic is that they do lie. Mm, That's what it says. The first first sin Mm. that was ever committed was not adultery. It was not stealing. It was lying. Mm. That's what it was in the book of... You know, Satan said to Eve, did God say, you see, yeah. you will not die. Well, oh, the characteristic, the characteristic of this people is that they do lie. And Jesus said, ye are of your father, the devil and the works of your father, you will do. He was a liar from the beginning. See, a liar. Yeah, so if their daddy was a liar, they're a liar. Now, Pastor Charles, let me make this point. Folks, over here, you see the 12 tribes. Now, understand this. This is the way I understand it. <clears throat> so, again, Reuben, Simeon, Levi, Judah, Dan, they're all brothers, okay? They're all brothers. And somewhere down the road, something happened to us that we took all of those brothers and their offspring and their children, and we called them all Jews. In other yeah. words, connected to Judah. It would be like taking my children and putting them in my brother's family and saying they're they're my brother Joe's kids. They're not my brother Joe's kids. That's I, right. They're Myers, but they're not. Is that, is that a fair analogy, Pastor Charles? That's a fair analogy. That's a fair analogy. Because, so you know. All of these people Jews, and they're all from the lineage of Jacob, but they're not all Jews because Judah comes from the line 
the tribe of Judah. Jews come from Judah. That's right. Because in Genesis chapter 48 and 49, Jacob, when he was dying, gave blessings to each respective son, to each respective tribe. That alone will tell you that each tribe had its own promised destiny in the earth, and they're not all Jewish. You know, what about Joseph? Joseph, he got the birthright. Well, Judah didn't get the birthright, you see. And then when Moses, uh, in Deuteronomy 32, 33, he also gives a blessing to each respective tribe, which means that God had planned and purpose that each tribe would develop as a separate people in the earth of one big family, and they would have their own respective blessings. You mean, you mean to tell me, Pastor Charles, that my brother Joe, my oldest brother Joe, has a different anointing and a different call in his life than my brother Dan, and he has a different one than me, and I have a different one than my brother Bill, right? That's right. what you're saying, right? Not all called to do the same. These are this is a family, folks. These are twelve brothers. That's right. All of them in the same family. Same family. Well, you know this. This is the big question. Well, where is this family? You know, you go to Bible college or you sit in the pew of a of an evangelical church, and they say, "Oh well, uh, the Israelites they fell off the edge of the earth." They, um, they just absorbed into everybody else. That is a cop-out. The Bible says when he promised Israel these promises, he said, I have sworn. God swore that Israel would always be in the earth. And God gave seven witnesses that Israel I mean, all 12 tribes of Israel would exist and that the throne of David would, would always exist. Well, what are those seven witnesses? He said, uh, sun, moon, stars, heaven, earth, day, and night in the book of Jeremiah. Now, is the solar system still working? If, it's, if the sun comes up this morning, that means God is keeping his promises that Israel would always be in the earth. Okay. Pastor Charles, my brain's just, uh, just bear with me. I interrupt for a living, okay? Well, that's, so let's, that's go, <laughs> let's, go, let's, go back, let's go back here to Jacob. Jacob is the father of all of these kids here, including Judah, who becomes the Jews, right? Uh, yeah. are, are you ready for this, Pastor Charles? Was Jacob a Jew? <laughs> No. <laughs> what was Jacob? He was a he was a Hebrew. He was a Hebrew. Oh, so there's a difference between a Hebrew and a Jew. Then is that true? You see, no. You know, let's let's talk about this term Semitic or anti-Semitic. You right. know, Noah had three sons: Shem, where we get the the word Shemite. Uh, Ham, that was, you know, the son that uh, was the father of the Canaanites. 
and then Japheth. Well, Shem was the chosen line that Heber would come through, an ancestor of Abraham, and then Abraham, and then Isaac, then Jacob, etc., and Israelites. Well, when you say anything against the Jews, people say, oh, well, you're anti-Semitic. But do you know that Abraham had a brother? That Abraham himself had Ishmael. So they would be Shemites. And then he married that uh, woman called Keturah and had six sons. All those would be Shemites. So mm. when, so when uh, the ADL speaks up, you know, Anti-Deformation League, when they, when they say, oh, well, you're anti-Semitic. Well, I'd like to ask them to define the term. What they're saying is that you're anti-Jewish, but Semitic means all the people that came out of Shem. That means the Arabs, the Jews, the Anglo-Saxons, all of us came out of Shem. There's some people, you know, the, uh, the sons of the children of Ham and Japheth, but look how many millions. So the term is not even applicable to a Jew. But yet you hear on, you hear these preachers on TV, you know, talking about anti-Semitism or you hear some politician, some lame brain politician that's never done his homework say, well, that's anti-Semitic. Well, uh, you know, ignorance is the thing that's ruining us today. Uh, the Bible says, uh, you know, lack of knowledge is you go into captivity or my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge, which means actually you go into captivity, not totally <laughs> destroyed, but we're in captivity because of the ignorance of the pulpit. That's what I say. Okay, Pastor, listen, I'm going to open it up because I know these folks have a lot of questions. Let me ask, let me ask you this real quickly. The <clears throat> um, Bible said those who say they are Jews and are not. And then we find ourselves today, pray for the peace of Jerusalem, right? Or right. Uh, God blesses those who bless Israel. Explain that to us. Well, you know, in the book of Psalms, where that, where that statement was made, pray for the peace of Jerusalem. It was made in the context of back then because it was Jerusalem, you know, Babylonian captivity, it was destroyed. He said, pray for the peace of that city back then. In but context, the city, when it happened, right then, right there, not the future Jerusalem. That's right. Israel. New Jer the, the Jerusalem that exists today is not, it may be the same physical location, but it's not the same city that was established back then. From a spiritual standpoint, it's not the same city. It is not the same city spiritually because, you know, the Lord told Solomon, he said, I'm going to put my name in this city. I'm going to put my name in this city. This is where my glory is going to dwell. Well, he put the temple there. 
the holy place, the Ark of the Covenant, etc. That's where God was under that old covenant. So Jesus Christ comes, and Jesus Christ is our Ark of the Covenant. Jesus Christ is our temple. We dwell in him. He dwells in us. And then what did Jesus say in Matthew chapter 24? In Matthew 23, he says, Oh, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, how oft would I have gathered thee as a hen doth gather her chickens under her wings, but ye would not. And then he adds this phrase, Your house is left unto you desolate. That was wow. a de divine decree that he was going to destroy that city. Then the disciples say, Lord, look at this wonderful temple, you know, Herod's temple. He said, there will not be one stone left upon uh, that's not thrown down, destroyed, that's not thrown down. So Jesus decreed, Jesus Christ decreed destruction upon that city. Why? He was through with that city. Paul came, comes along in the book of uh, Galatians, and he says, there's Jerusalem from above, and then there's the Jerusalem from beneath. And he said, the mm. Jerusalem from beneath, that's the old city with the old Jewish religion. He said, it's bondage. It's absolutely bondage. He says, we look for a Jerusalem from above, Mount Zion, the true Mount Zion. Well, what the preachers are doing today, and this is, this is my, I guess, my big complaint with Christianity, is that Christianity these days has been made into actually a tool of Zionism. It's actually most, you know, the evangelical church, the Pentecostal church, the Baptist church, especially these charismatic Christians, they are, you know, a knight for Israel, the big preacher that's down there in uh, San Antonio. You know, that's, that's his big deal, a knight for Israel. Well, he is actually playing into the hands of our enemies. Now, um, I want to say this maybe slightly off track, but if someone wants a good, concise lesson in um, Jewish influence over the U.S. Congress, go to your YouTube and click on John Mearsheimer. He's not a Jew. But he has a program, he's a, he's a professor. I've read his book entitled um, Zionist, The Zionist Lobby and U.S. Foreign Policy. Folks, remember, Zionist means the establishment of a Jewish state. If somebody's a Zionist, therefore the, they don't have to be Jew, has nothing to do with Jew, it has to do with the establishment of a Jewish state. Go ahead, it's Charles. A, it's I'm sorry. a political movement. It's not a spiritual movement. Political Zionism movement. Is a political movement. And if you if you listen to Professor John Mearsheimer, 
M-E-A-R-S-H-E-I-M-E-R. He's very clear as to who controls the American Congress. There are 51 Jewish lobbying organizations in America, at least 51. And then the president of each one of these 51 organizations form another organization. That way it's easier to lobby Congress, both Republican and Democratic Congress. Charles, is this the synagogue of Satan? Yes, it sure is. I call it code word SOS, synagogue of Satan. But uh, the, uh, they <clears throat> have bought and sold, or as one man said, we have the best Congress money can buy. And what it is, it's Jewish money. Ask. Uh, fake, fake Jew money. Yes. Ask. Fake. You know, there was a, a congressman from Ohio. Uh, what was his name? Trafficking or something like yeah, that. Yeah, Jim Trafficking, yes. Yeah. He spoke out against the lobby, the Jewish lobby, and look what happened to him. Yeah, they ran him out. They ran him out. He immediately had, quote, tax problems. Okay, hey, Pastor Charles, do me a favor. Put on your armor. Uh, I'm going to bring some folks in here. I know they got some some good questions for you. I'll I'll make them be nice to you. All right. Okay. Paul, Doctor Paul, you're the first one. Come on in. Then uh, then Mel. So many questions. Uh, I'm a recovering Catholic and a doctor, so I got a lot of strikes against me. Um, uh, the meek will inherit the earth. That keeps coming to my mind. I, I don't know the Bible. I apologize, but. Uh, that keeps coming to mind. I don't, know. I don't know because I just get visions because I have not learned anything. Um, maybe you can tell me who the meek and what that means. Good question, Paul. What are the meek shall inherit? Who are the meek, Charles? Well, Jesus gave these beatitudes, you know, blessed are the meek, etc. Well, number one, where what are they going to inherit? They're going to inherit the earth. And I believe that the meek are basically Christ is talking about those that follow him. Yoked in the, under him. Because meek means controlled, right, Charles? Yes. Controlled and directed. Doesn't mean weak. It means controlled and directed. So if we have if Jesus has we have the yoke of Jesus in our mouth, we are controlled, therefore we're meek. Yeah. I mean, you know, he was meek, but not weak. Amen. Well, we can be meek by following him, Amen. attaching ourselves to him. Uh, meek will inherit the earth. Good, good question. Mel, come in, then, uh, then uh, Dennis. Hey, good morning. Um, thank you so much for being here. You had started off by saying that there were six ways that you could be a Jew, and you kind of got into a couple of those, and then I didn't, I didn't feel like we went through the whole list. The other thing I want to ask is, how do we refer to people? I hate to say the word Jew now because there are so many fake Jews. And like if Jacob was a Hebrew, I mean, should we refer to people as Hebrews? So I, I'm kind of, I just, I know words matter and I want to know how to re- refer to people. Yeah, good question, Mel. Well, 
the word Jew has become so prevalent in our vocabulary and in our society that I still refer to the fake Jews as Jews because, you know, we have to have some kind of means of communication where people understand who we're talking about. But the true Israelites, you know, 12, 12 tribes, and then the, you have the tribe of Judah. I call the true, the true Judahites, I call them Judahites, not Jews. Because they um, are calling the tribe of Judah, right? Yes. It's like my brothers, right? Calling yes. them Stoppenmeyers, but they're not. Uh, is that your son? No, that's my brother's son. Folks, let's not lose sight of this, right? Lose sight of us. So they're calling the, everybody Dobbenmeyers, but they're not all my Dobbenmeyers. That's they're right. They're not all me, right? Now, Jewish scholars will tell you, I mean, they're very adamant in this and they're correct that the word Jew was never used before the exile out of Babylon. Judaism, the religion of Judaism, started in Babylon with the, with the bad figs. Mm. That's where Judaism started. Judaism is a religion that is a mixture of he, Old Testament Hebrewism and tradition. And Jesus talked about tradition. And they came up with their sacred book, and their sacred book is called the Talmud. Their sacred book is not the Old Testament. It's the Talmud. Now, if Which is anybody- the tradition. It's tradition. The Talmud is tradition of the rabbis, right, Pastor that, Charles? Exactly. If anyone would like a copy of this book that I hold up right here, I can't even. There you are, in search of Jewish identity. Yes, I will send it to you free of charge. Send no money. Also, um, I mean, I put together this little brochure entitled. Are the Jews really the Israel of the Bible? Now, this is track number 83. Are the Jews really the Israel of the Bible? Number 83. Pastor Charles, let me stop here a minute. You don't hate Jews, do you, Pastor Charles? You're not anti-Semitic, are you? No. Hate has nothing to do with it. And you know, when it it really boils down to the basic facts— it doesn't matter what I think of the Jews. You know what really matters? What the Jews think of Jesus Christ. Amen. And by Christ, the way, Charles. <laughs> Christ is the central figure. If a man wants salvation, it's in Christ and Christ alone. You can re- accept him or reject him. Those my people, t-shirt. So, so my T-shirt, Charles, it says, truth sounds like hate. That's what we're doing here today, right? That's right. And those on the other so, side, you guys are a bunch of haters because why? We're giving them the truth. So, you know, what we're doing today on this program and in our life, all I want to know is give me the facts. 
give me the yeah. truth. Hey, Charles, how about it goes against my traditional yeah. teaching or not? You know? Okay, so so Pastor Charles, if you were adopted, wouldn't you sometime like to know who your real parents were? Yes, that's right. Is, isn't that kind of what's going on here? Yes. A form of that? They've told us we belong to this family. We've told us to honor all, and no, we want to get the adoption papers. We want to see who our real daddy was. That's right. Um, that's, that's all we're know, doing here. This Bible that we read is a history book. It's a family history book. Because in Genesis chapter 5, I think it is, it says, this is the generation of the family of Adam. Um, this is the book of the generation of Adam. Well, you read starting with Adam and you come down through his son and their, his son, and it's a family history book. It's a family history book. Then you come down to Shem, you come down to Abraham, and starting in Genesis chapter 12, and it's about the Abrahamic family. Now, you know, I don't know how long this program lasts. Yes, we got 15 minutes. Yeah, 14 minutes. Oh, boy. Well, Pastor Charles, let me, let me ask this real quick. How about we get you out here and do a seminar? How, many, how much time does it take for you to do a seminar on this stuff? <laughs> well, this, 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 uh, there's a lot of information in this. <laughs> hey, but, folks, listen. He calls his website Truth in History because that's what he's doing. He's, he's just unpacking the history so we can understand who our adopted parents, that our adopted parents aren't our real parents. Yeah. <laughs> right. well, um, um, this, Clay, come on in here. Come on in. Go ahead, Charles. This, in search of your identity, if you, want, if you want a copy of these things, it's track number 77. It's easier to order by number. Um, and the other one is number 83. I have put together another track entitled The Six-Pointed Star. It's, you know, it's just an eight and a half by 11 piece of paper. Easy to read. Put it in your pocket. Put it in your purse. Give it to somebody. That's track number 86. Um, I just ordered 500 of these things for another ministry that they want to pass them out. But this is another lie that has been promoted. You know, you go in the church, instead of seeing the cross of Christ, you see this six-pointed star. Nowhere in the scripture, in all the emblems and the symbols of Israel, is the six-pointed star. It's the, it Really, it's the star of Remphane. They call it the star of David, don't they, Pastor Charles? Don't they call it the star of David? That's what they call it, but David had nothing to do with it. Um, the only David that had anything to do with it was the Khazarian David that lived in the eighth century. So really Charles, you're pulling all of our theology out from under us here. What are you doing? You know, being that time is kind of running out. I want to just run through a stack of books here. Arthur Kessler, the 13th tribe. Can you find these on your website, Charles? Can they find these on your website? Uh, no. Okay, go ahead. I don't, anyway, the 13th tribe, a Jewish author, he, ex, he brings out the history of the Khazars. He says, 
Today, most Jews are Khazars. Here's another book, Synagogue of Satan. This was from Tex Mars Ministry. Here's a book, Judaism and Christianity, the differences. I mean, we, we should not be promoting Judaism from our pulpits. Here's another one, The Myth of the Judeo-Christian Tradition, written by who? Arthur Cohen, a Jewish person. Here's another book, An Empire of Their Own, How the Jews Established Hollywood. They own it. That's their propaganda. Khazarian Jews, folks, the Khazarian Mafia. Do you, you, you understand the connections we're making from yesterday? You pick, picking up on them? Here's another book, Against Our Better Judgment. It was written about the, the hidden history of how the U.S. was used to create Israel and how they bombed the USS Liberty. I guess that everyone... Hey, Charles, listen, I'm going to, I'm going to interrupt here because we only got 10 minutes left and I got a bunch of people want to talk to you. But Charles, take us real quick. Hey, Spencer, pull up Wik- uh, Anglo-Israel. Pull that up real quick. The last one, Wiki Anglo-Israel. Pull that up because I want you to talk about this a second, Charles. Most of you have no idea. You've never heard of this, okay? It's called British Israelism. British Israelism, also called Anglo-Israelism, is a pseudo archaeological belief that the people of the British Isles are genetically, racially, and linguistically the direct descendants of the 10 lost tribes of ancient Israel. Okay, Charles, give us five minutes on British Israelism. Coach is a big Jewish cock. I can't get all this out, and I can't get it out in one setting, okay? I can't. I'm just trying. Got to do your own research. Now, he's giving you a bunch of books, a bunch of research. Charles, talk about this real quickly. Okay. In the kingdom of Israel, you know, uh, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, they finally formed a nation under Moses. They founded and started a kingdom under David. And then the kingdom divided, you know, two and a half tribes to the south, ten and a half tribes to the north, and they were a wicked people. Our ancestors were ungodly. They were disobedient to the law of God. And the Lord said, I'm going to spew you out of the land. Well, Assyria, which was the strongest, biggest empire of the world at that time, they went down and they captured and deported the northern kingdom into Assyria. Then they went down and took parts of the tribe of Judah and Benjamin and Levi. So you've got all quote, 13 tribes, because Judah, uh, Joseph was a dual tribe. You've got all 13 tribes in the Assyrian captivity. The Assyrian empire collapses. Where did those Israelites go? They did not go back to Palestine. They migrated north and west. They crossed the Caucasus Mountains. That's why we're called Caucasians. They crossed the Caucasus Mountains between the Black Sea and the Caspian Sea, and they migrated up into Northwestern Europe and finally established the 10 Gothic nations. And out of them, you know, some of them went uh, south into the Mediterranean world. The Apostle Paul preached to Israelites. It's, It's an established fact. Paul wrote his letters to Israelites. 
such as the Galatians, Ephesians, and the Corinthians. They were Israelites. Well, these people, as in time, they cross the uh, English Channel into Great Britain. Then they came over to North America. Now, the Bible tells us that one of the characteristics of the tribes, the two tribes of Joseph, is that they would push the people together to the ends of the earth. Well, where's the ends of the earth? Civilization started in the east. The end of the earth would be the Pacific mm. coast. When you get to California, if you go any further, you're going back east. Who established this great nation? Who were the pioneers to, to build and to establish and to create a great nation? Well, so, Charles, I, I use this argument. You go anywhere in the world today, if the gospel of Jesus Christ is there, it was probably an Anglo-Saxon that took it. Would that be safe to say, Charles? Absolutely. Out of Ireland, England, German, uh, Germany, uh, Holland, we are the people that have promoted Jesus Christ, accepted wow. him as our national God, and to the world. taking the gospel to the rest of the world. You oh, know, my goodness. My I goodness. Mean, uh, you know, there's so much to talk about that, uh, you know, when you talk on a subject like this, you just kind of like a shotgun. You know what I mean? You know, you do, you have a, do you have a YouTube channel, Pastor Charles? Yes. Yes. What's the name you, you, so people can, folks, listen, you can yes. get mad if you want to, because we're shaking your foundations a little bit. But if you want to know the truth, you're going to have to do some of your own research. Don't believe me. Don't believe Charles. Don't believe John Hagee. Go do some research on your own. So Truth in History is his YouTube page. And he spells it all out there. All the stuff you're hearing here today, you can find at Pastor Charles's website. And as you heard him say, he will for free send you this little booklet that he's talking about. Now, Pastor Charles, we want to put it into the chat here. Or how? Give us the email. How do they get you to give them one of those books? Do they email you? What well, do they just, do? just write to um, Truth and History, P.O. Box 808, Owasso. That's O-W-A-S-S-O, Oklahoma, 74055. Look, can we put that in the chat somewhere? Truth in History. Truth in History, box what? 808. 808. Owasso. That's spelled. O-W-A-S-S-O. Oklahoma. Oklahoma. The zip is? 74055. We'll give it to you again, folks. Truth in, or email me, and I'll give you that link, okay? It's right Uh, right there. We have a telephone number. Let's see what 866-645-6444. 866-645-2921. And you'll give it to them for free? For free? Free. I mean, we, we, you know. Folks, listen, I want you to know this. This guy is amazing. This guy is a faithful supporter of Coach Dave Live. Faithful supporter. Never asks for anything. Gives stuff away. Now, listen, I'm going to tell you something. If you order his book, and he sends it to you for free. Send the guy ten bucks, will you? Huh? Well, you don't. He's not. He doesn't want. He doesn't want your money. But no, we know send it. To, 
send it to you, Coach Dave. <laughs> send it to you. Let me get Randy in here because he lives out there by Owasso. Come on in real quick, Randy. Yeah, I want to back this up. Charles is a, he's a fine, righteous brother. Uh, in fact, he's he's who's got me into studying truth and history. Charles Jennings. He his testimony of how to go back, research truth, find truth in history. That it that's what that changed my whole in end time theology mostly. And, and Randy, if we look around, what are they trying to destroy right in front of us? They're trying to destroy history. They're pulling yeah. down statues, right? They're rewriting history. Pastor Charles has gone back and he's finding the truth in history because it's only the truth that sets us free. Real quickly, Tim Tubra out there on the West Coast got up this morning early. Tim, what's on your mind? Well, I was going to tell you, I really enjoyed this. And I, I guess what he he said to me was simply Romans 9, uh, you know, like around verse 6, it says, not all Israel is Israel. And I like uh, to say that everybody are sinners. <laughs> and they need <laughs> Jesus Christ. Simple. That's right. We're all, we're all of bastardized Israel some way, and then we get saved. <laughs> right. yeah, love it. That's what it, that's what it's about. It's not about the nation state of Israel or the nation state of the United States. It's lost and found. There's only two races: those racing for heaven and those racing for hell. And what have they tried to do? They've tried to focus us on individual bloodline races. And we know this: the bloodlines are so messed up, we wouldn't even be able to trace our own hair. I'm a Melungeon. Remember me telling you that? What are you? We don't really know from our bloodlines who we, we know back one generation, maybe two generations, huh? Maybe my, maybe my great, 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 great grandpa was a transgender. Who knows? Pastor Charles, we got about two minutes to go here, brother. Wrap this up. By the way, Pastor Charles, when we're done, don't hang up because we'll we'll stay in here a bit. Go ahead. Go ahead. Wrap this up for us. Number one, we know that the promises of God are real, are true. And he's faithful. When he said that Israel should always remain, he knew what he said. And he gave those seven witnesses, sun, moon, stars, heaven, earth, day and night. And that solar system is still working. That means we may not understand everything that's going on in the earth. But we know that he said Israel shall always remain because Israel, according to Isaiah, He said, Israel is my servant because, you know, it's not superiority. That's not the issue. It's servitude. Israel was chosen by God to be a servant, really, to all the other people of the earth because he said the blessing, you will bless all the other families of the earth. So we should be a blessing. But but we have got to keep we have we've got to get our own house in order the whole, house, the whole the whole world is messed up truth you know? in history folks truth in history his address is there his phone number is there charles jennings is oh my folks if you will just spend some time on it it's going to change your whole perspective on what you've been taught because we're just after the truth here, aren't we? We're just after the truth. That's right. Hang in there with us, Pastor Charles. 
God bless you all. We'll see you on Monday.